Did you know that Final Fantasy VII was originally in development for the SNES, but they decided that they wanted to go 3D, and the rest is history. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 195. My name is Gaz Brady. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hi there. Good evening. I'm very well. How are you, Gareth? I'm good. It's very, it's very rainy here. It's been raining for two days. I've had enough of it. I don't like it. <laughs> We're all right so far today. I know. It's just very strange for London to be so rainy, but there we go. Um, and on my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing? Hello, Gareth. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very sad to hear that it's been raining in London. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been quite nice up here. It's not too bad oh, at all. So okay. uh, you keep hold of that rain because I'm going fishing tomorrow, so we don't want <laughs> any of it here. No, you don't want that. And yeah. on my virtual opposite is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello. I'm good, thank you. I've got nothing to comment on the, the state of the weather. Maybe, uh, maybe we could do a weather, a weather podcast. Maybe we could, yeah. Get Wincy Willis in as a as a guest editor. Who? You won't know. Win, Wincy Willis. It's Come on, the... you must know Wincy Willis. It's from Sounds the... like an adult star, that does, Paul. I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, obviously you watch different films than me, my friend. <laughs> no comment. Um, Richard, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. I saw Thrice at the weekend in Manchester. They're, they're an older band now. Uh, they were doing a 20th anniversary of uh, one of their earlier albums. So that was really good to see them. They're always a, a favourite. I've kept kept up with them throughout everything that they've done. So, yeah, really good to see them. I also made the mistake of going to see Madam Web, um, <laughs> which... The less said, the better. It is as bad as everyone's saying, and I was I was trying to go in quite optimistic about it, but no, it is just terrible. I was talking to this one. I was teaching this week. I was talking to one of the students saw it and said the same thing. Even the main actress was slagging it off before <laughs> when she did the rounds, which isn't a good sign, is it, Richard? No, no, <laughs> but. I mean, she she probably know better than everyone else having to sit through it repeatedly at premieres and and even filming it, obviously. But yeah. yeah, it's just it's just full of stupid ideas and stupid set pieces, and it's honestly it's one of the worst films I've seen in a long, long time. Wow! There you go. Oh my word! What about you, Paul? You see anything as as well, worse as Madame Web? Do you know, funnily enough, I think I can top that. Um, I made the mistake of just flicking through the telly one night and uh, saw the Monster Hunter film that was uh, being played, I think, on Channel 4. You know, the one with Mila Josevich. Mm. And, um, yeah, and it was like a car crash almost. You know, when you just can't look away. 
because you don't think it can get any more stupid than it does. And then it tops it and then it gets even stupider. And yeah, it was, um, it was an experience, but not one that I, uh, would wish on anybody else. Oh my so, god! Uh, it's terrible yeah. doom and gloom this week. Isn't I'll, it? I'll see your Madam <laughs> Web and raise you Monster Hunter. Wow, Darren, can you help us out? Can you get us out of this? I'll try. I um, I haven't really had time to watch much last week, but um, we finished that Criminal Records on Apple TV. I don't know if you're still watching it, Gareth. I've not started yet. Oh, it's oh, great! God, it's, okay, I think good. it's only seven episodes, so it's not too long. But yeah, it's really good. So we finished that. Um, we did last night. We started um, something called Shogun, actually, which has had really good reviews. Mm. Uh, it's set in like feudal Japan, and it's a bit Game of Thronesy. I think it's on Disney Plus. It's had a couple of episodes, so check that out if you want something new to watch. But no, otherwise, um, we um, went to a friend's um, uh, son's christening on Sunday, and then we were away in the lakes for my birthday a few days ago. Um, stayed in a geodome for the night, so that was exciting. Oh. What happened in the geodome? What was the geodome? So it's a bit like the crystal maze. So um, it's a it's a semicircle dome where half of it's covered and half of it's clear. So you can see out into the night sky and you sleep in it. It's a bit like glamping, really. Um, and it's got like power, little electric heater. You can bring all your own stuff as well. And just in the middle of a field in the Lake District, um, away from the hustle and bustle of, of the world. And it was great. Really nice way to spend an evening. Oh, and happy birthday to Darren for his birthday. Thank you. Um, what have I been doing? I have been watching a TV series on Apple called Constellation. Um, and it's a series about an astronaut um, who goes in space. There's a terrible accident that happens that I won't spoil you. And um, at the same time, there's an experiment that they're trying to find a new form of matter. And... Uh, this might have something to do with the accident. So it's very much like gravity at the beginning, trying to survive this, how to get back. It's like a big thing of there's only one, the whole um, space station is damaged. They've got to try to find a way of getting her back. And um, so it has a kind of, it's very tense. And But at the same time, there's strange things going on back home. It keeps going backwards and forwards in time. And she's with her daughter, but it seems... Is her daughter really her daughter? So it it it's um it's a kind of maybe a sort of actually survivally um little bit of horror in there, but it's really interesting. I mean, they all take it so seriously though. <laughs> but that's what you've got to do. <laughs> it's quite po faced at times, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's on Apple TV. I think I watched about three episodes. I think I know what what what's going on, but um I, I often say this, and I'm proved wrong. So you, you uh, wouldn't you wouldn't think you knew what was going on yeah. from that explanation. He's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he's only ever watched the trailer. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's a nice. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm I'm not. I wait for a couple more episodes to really highly recommend it. Um, there we go. That's the that's our TV stuff. Um, what about games? What have we been playing? Who should we start with? Who's got the most exciting one to talk about? Definitely not Paul. Um, let's go to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have. Let's get it, Richard first. Of all. Richard, what have you been playing? You got a five star game here. Five out of five. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, Balatra, which has seemingly taken the the internet by storm since it released. So I think there was a demo at the end of last year, 
and it came out into full release a week or so ago. Um, and it's a it's a poker roguelite, roguelite, I believe, or roguelite. I can never tell the difference between those two. Um, and you get given a, a set of a set of cards, hand, uh, and you need to make um, poker hands with 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 those cards, and then you'll get a, a score based on that. And as you progress through this this roguelike. Um, the blinds, which are basically like your score targets, will increase over time. But you get um, there's, there's 150 Joker cards uh, in Balatro, and each one of those offers a unique way to uh, alter your score. So it could give you a simple multiplier, or it'll give you extra chips if you're using certain cards and everything like that. And because there's so many of these cards, every time you play this game, it just completely changes how you'll how, how you'll approach it. So you'll start off trying to create the best hand, but then it depends on what jokers will pop up in the shop, and you sort of need to adapt to these these jokers and learn learn how to maximise the the output from them. Um, and it's just an absolute blast. Like, I'm not a massive roguelike or roguelike fan, but I'm a big poker fan, and I think this this game really suits me having... <clears throat> well, it'll, it'll suit anyone, really. I mean, you don't need any real knowledge of poker other than the, the types of hands, but obviously all that's explained in the game, that the better hands over the, the hand ranking. Um it's just the amount of variation that goes on and how wildly different one run can be to something else. And it's it's a joy to discover a new Joker card and see if, if you can make any use of it and things like that. Because there'll be some cards um that you just won't you won't get on with. So if you see those, it's it's like avoid them in the shop and, and, and try and wait and see what comes up next. But the way that everything's so different every time you play it just means that there's like this endless replayability to it. And it's almost like the Joker cards are put in there for you to sort of break the game because there'll be some, I've been keeping an eye on it online, there'll be some um, some way of manipulating it at some point that someone's yet to discover where they'll have five or six of the best Joker cards and they'll say, do it this way if you can. Uh, change your deck. You can change your deck with by bringing in new cards and things like that. Get it this way, and you'll just absolutely rinse the game. But I think <clears throat> that's what's exciting about it is there's the opportunity to do that for someone to find this like absolute godlike run through it. Um, and yeah, it's it's got a, a lot of tongues wagging, and it's completely justified why I gave it a five out of five. Yeah, I mean, people are going mad about it, aren't they? And you've You've highlighted that in your review with um, the five out of five, but people are loving it. On that, it's really been. I think that's right. I think it's really exciting that you said. Yeah, there isn't someone that you can see who's. People are still trying to find out how it, the trick of it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There's there's got to be something out there that'll just absolutely break the game. Um, but I think I think. Perhaps it'll be something that speedrunners can take advantage of. Mm. But with, with there being so many Joker cards, there's just so many possibilities, um, which is all very exciting. You never know what you're going to run into with it, and it, and it it keeps keeps 
get, it keeps improving over time as well. Mm. Good. That does look good. I'm not very good with these card games, but you know. But one day, maybe this is what I How much is it, Rich? Can you remember? I don't think. I think it was about twelve ninety nine. It wasn't mega bucks. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Any questions from you two? God, no. <laughs> that sounds absolutely dreadful. Thank you. So, Thank you, Paul, for that. Uh, uh, good. Let's go for Paul. Show us, Paul, what you've been playing. What's your, one of your um, games? I've been playing a game that uh, we will be mentioning later on, actually, um, called Classified France 44. And it's set in. The, uh, the the days before the Allied landings um, on D Day, nineteen forty four. Yeah, nineteen forty four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen forty four when they went and did D Day. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Gareth, you remember it like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. so yeah, basically we start the game. We play as a group of paratroopers who've dropped into northern France, and the idea is that we've got to get the resistance together and start making the way easier for our troops when they get over there. Um, it plays out as a tactical RPG. So, you know, the usual sort of thing where you've got a set distance you can move and then you've got a set number of points that you can spend either moving or shooting or reloading or whatever it is you may do. Um, and, it's very well done. I'm really enjoying it. The atmosphere of the game is fantastic. You always feel like you're right on the edge of disaster as you're trying to get away from these mean old Nazis who are trying to stop you from blowing up their bases and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's um, the review will be coming soon. I'm very much enjoying it, but I do like a tactical RPG. And uh, it makes a change from, like, Warhammer instead of stomping around in a big suit of power armour, you're a little squishy grunt trying to uh, not get shot. So, yeah, very good fun and one to look out for. Good. How many questions to Paul? No. <laughs> he, at least he didn't say God no. <laughs> he, was, he was thinking it, though. You <laughs> could job describing it, and it sounds like it's not fun for me. Hello, that's for none of us, I think. Um, good though. Oh, for goodness sake, we are a bunch of philistines. <laughs> we're going to talk about a game now that we've all been playing because we're going to talk about this for our, with Darren's um, special one. So, Darren, tell us about the game we've all been playing, um, Adrian's nice Tale. Yeah. When, yeah, when you so, say all, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul, don't tell me. Darren, tell us about it. Uh, so, Adrian's Tale is a uh, it's it's a little role playing adventure game um, where you play as uh, the titular character Adrian, and he is ex uh, investigating why all the animals have disappeared, or most of the animals have disappeared um, over seemingly overnight. So that's pretty much the setup for it, and it plays very much like the um, early days of Legend of Zelda. So the original um, Legend of Zelda on the NES, it, it's very reminiscent of that. Visually, it reminds me a lot of the Link's Awakening remake, which I'm sure you'll be familiar with, Richard, which came out a few years ago, um, which was Link's Awakening, the second one. And it kind of it hits all the notes you'd expect from those type of games. So you can... Um, nip into people's houses and chat to them and then you'll find quest items or you'll find items such as a map which then you can use to plot your way around 
the different environments and there's a few different environments as well so you start out in your what i'm assuming is the hometown and then you can venture out into like a sandy desert land and then like an ice mountain land as well um so in terms of uh, weapons you've got a sword which you can slash through the grass and find items again pretty similar to, to zelda um but you can also use that in combat but as well you can also um, unlock things like um bombs and stuff as well which you can use so it's a little bit kind of in that metroidvania style whereas once you've unlocked that weapon you can go back and break some boulders that you couldn't break before etc etc so it has it, i found it to have quite quite a charm to it um even though there was nothing there that you kind of haven't seen before if i'm being honest um but what is uh, more impressive is that it was developed and published by the same person um so badri Bebua. hopefully i've pronounced that right apologies if not um so considering it's you know a, a kind of a one-man band project um i was uh, you know i was quite impressed in terms of um how deep the game was um but ultimately as I say, there's not a lot in there that you won't have seen before from these type of games. So that's kind of where I've landed. And by the time this podcast goes out, my full thoughts will be out for review as well. Um, but what did you think, Gareth? I think, again, I think it was charming. It's relaxing. I had about an hour with it, just pottering around. I really kind of enjoyed it. But it is like an old school Yeah, It's nothing I haven't played or there's nothing that surprised me there. But what it if as a kind of homage to those games it does it really well and so mm, i agree yeah, yeah, yeah really i agree yeah. i think i think it will be a really good entry point for like a younger gamer who's mm. looking to get into that role-playing kind of open world adventure because i've kind of said in, in my review that one of um the things that inspired shigeru Miyamoto to come up with the concept of legend of zelda is being young and kind of exploring when he was younger you know, whether it was going into like the local woodland near here or whatever it was. So I think it captures that essence of young gamers. I think they, they'd have a good time with it, definitely. What about you, Paul? What do you, how did you get on with it? Oh, I, I agree with you two completely. I wouldn't argue with a single word you said. What about you, Richard? Anything, uh, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, it's Darren, Darren hit the nail on the head straight away. It is, it is Zelda. Um, but like you say, it's, it's got um, it's got a bit of a charm to it as well. I uh, I made the mistake when I was playing it of using my sword against the dog in the first area, and that summoned uh, a fairy, and that fairy attacked me. <laughs> and I believe there is an achievement for having this fairy kill you. So you're like your last hit being this this fairy come and get you. So it has got this like bit of sense of humor to it as well obviously there's a there's a runaway train that's that's going around like the first area and you need to figure out how to stop it um whilst these onlookers are looking on in horror i think there is a bit of a humor to it as well um and yeah i mean it's 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 good fun i'll probably at some point get around to finishing it off but yeah it was fine uh if you enjoyed the old school zelda games i think i think there's a certain appeal to this as well yeah Good, good. There you go, Adrian's tail. Um, is it out now? It is out now, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. I'm going to talk about something. Richard's probably going to talk about. We can both talk about it together. Is um, I've been playing. I've done about three hours of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, um, which I got yesterday. That came a bit early, um, and I think I've pro- I've probably definitely done what I think most people have, they've got the demo as well. I've had a go at that. So. 
as we know, it carries on from the events of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Is that what it's called, the first one of this lot? Yeah. And then um, what have you done, Richard? What have you done of this so far? I'm playing through that first bit now of the demo. I've just done the the Materia Guardian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was in the original. Um, So I'm there now, and and Sephiroth's just realised what's actually going on so yeah as soon as i've finished on here i'm off back onto it to see that that iconic scene where he turns into the fire in in 4k goodness um having a good time with it so far i think the beginning bit because obviously the demo had come out and everyone was expecting it to be this 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 flashback section but the actual beginning of rebirth was a bit of a surprise and, and and it's and it's left me with a lot of questions already as to what's going on there. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've got a funny feeling, right, Richard, that we're not going to spoil anything here, but what happens at the beginning, the questions that you ask, we won't get to right till the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After 90 hours. But, yeah, yeah it, it, it does sort of begin, and you're like, oh, this is a bit different. Yeah. Um, but in a good way. Um, I just can't wait to get going on it now. Um, I've seen... For some reason, they put out a launch trailer today, and I started watching it, and I was like, "Why? Yeah, Why do yeah. I need another trailer for this?" Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it's great. I really do, and I, I'm, it, it hooks me. And I, you know, I was playing it, and I was just like, "I'm totally into this now." And I, like you said, I'm kind of looking forward to going back to it. And I've got a bit further than you. I've kind of got to, towards the end of that whole section, and yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think people who I'm not saying that's wrong, but I think people... I played the first one back in 1997 or whatever it was, and I can't remember any of it. So it's it's like playing a new game for me. It's great. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> anything. And um, But I think even when people sort of go, well, they don't do this, and you're thinking, this is amazing, some of these sequences that were like, yeah. you know, sort of 2.5D kind of on a screen that you haven't got. They're just like things, you know, cinematic. It's like... The other one was at the time, maybe, but this is amazing. It's they've done an amazing job of kind of fleshing stuff out. And I think the first one did have that criticism of they just egged it on a bit too long, um, wandering about. But I had a really good time with that. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think lots of people are saying about all the all the kind of the things that you can do, the mini games and everything else is quite. It's, good. it's hundreds of hours. So yeah, yeah, really looking forward yeah. to it. I, I had similar. Uh, uh, concerned with the first game but i think because this one's set across a much wider area and and, and length of time in in terms of the first game's length i think it should be a, a much more enjoyable experience yeah paul what are you gonna say i was just gonna check that i i did turn up to the xbox hub podcast didn't i i've not gone as to we the PlayStation one by mistake yeah. as paul we always do we always talk about playstation we talk about <laughs> nintendo as well uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we always do, Paul. So there you go. As we always do, Gareth. And as, yes. you, as you're only jealous. As, as you, you always do. As I you're think. jealous because you haven't actually played the game. And that's probably where this is coming from. All these days. Yeah. I, I've got a PlayStation 5. I haven't yeah. turned it on this year, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, I, I <laughs> do crazy. definitely have a PlayStation 5. Um, yeah. And I may... See, I didn't get on with the first one. Because I am such a big fan of the, the original that the way they changed it, it didn't sit right with me. I didn't like it. So, yeah. 
there you yeah. go. So you're, I'm 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 still uncertain as to whether you're to one of these it. people, Paul. Just that say I liked it better when it was in the fifties. Even you don't live in the fifties. <laughs> It's, you yeah, know, you can leave your you can leave the door I don't open. Remember the fifties, Gareth. <laughs> you can leave I mean, the doors open. Everything was smooth. There was sunshine. The dogs were playing with cats. It was a lovely world. It, when I were a kid, you could go out and yeah. you'd come home when you were hungry or when the light when the street lights came exactly, on. That was yeah. it. That's how it was. Yeah. So don't anyway, yeah, everything was better in the old days. Were your ration books? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you'd have to ask Gareth about ration books. Um, good, Darren. What have we got? Have you haven't got another one? Have you, Richard? You've got that one. Paul, what have you got? Show, impress us with your second game. Well, I've got an Xbox game, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and it's just for a change, as the XboxHub.com's resident tactical RPG specialist. Um, it's another tactical RPG, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but this one's a little bit more interesting, if I dare say so, than the last. Um, it's called King Arthur Knight's Tale. And the story is that you play as Mordred, you know, Arthur's nemesis, as it were. And there was a final battle and you and King Arthur managed to kill each other. Um, but something's gone wrong with King Arthur. He has, Although he's supposed to be immortal, we managed to kill him but now he's come back and he's evil or something. So the Lady of the Lake wakes us up. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's all completely based on fact. Did you write this, Paul? I, I, it sounds I like you yeah, did. The, the, yeah, there's not enough explosions for <laughs> e- me to have written it. E- evil um, or something. Go on, tell us more. E- e- evil something. Anyway, stop getting <laughs> from the back. <laughs> you completely put me off my train of thought now it's derailed and crashed into a school i want to know what the something um, is it could be something anyway, else yeah go on sorry Paul. so yeah right so tactical rpg um based around king arthur we play as mordred we've got to try and get a, a an opposite round table together if you like um and then put a stop to king arthur who is no longer king arthur but is something evil instead there you go yeah. Is it good? Yes, it's very good. Ah. Why is it good? Is it on PlayStation? It's on PlayStation. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know yet. It's on PlayStation um, and PC. I, I would imagine it will be on PlayStation, <laughs> but um, yeah, I haven't, as I say, I've not turned my PlayStation on this year, so uh, I play on the Xbox. Yes. So, yes, yeah, uh, it's, very, it's very good. Um, so, yeah, if you like a tactical RPG, keep an eye out for that one. Good. Um, there we go. Um, any, any more for any more? Anyone want to talk about anything else other games? I think I might move on. Unless Darren's got something. No, I'm just still loving Tomb Raider Remastered, but I won't bore you with it. Um, I'm, I'm playing all three of them simultaneously rather than completing one, and I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, good, okay. Um, Richard, you got another one? No, I was just going to say, I've got a couple to talk about in the, the upcoming March list, so I'll save it for them. Perfect, let's do it. Should we go to that list straight away? So every month, at the start of the month, we like to, we produce, well, Gemma does now, <laughs> an article on the Xbox Hub <laughs> site and a, video, and a good YouTube video as well. And it has uh, the games that we're looking forward to on the Xbox in March. And we go through this list and we normally slag it off. We normally... <laughs> Um, you, you we, slag it we off, don't Harris. we don't know any names of the game. We, half of us don't know what the games are. We didn't know they were coming out, but that's what we're going to do this month. So, Gemma, we apologise to you in advance, like we did with uh, <laughs> Dave before. 
Um, but I think this month we might know a bit more, might we? I've got this feeling we, we know some of these games. So let's go through our 12 um, best Xbox and Game Pass games for March 2024. Um, and the first on the list that Gemma's put on here is, as he scrolls down desperately, yeah, oh, this is something Rich is doing, Expeditions, a Mudrunner game. Tell us about this, Richard. Yeah, so the embargo <clears throat> left was raised at five o'clock, so I can talk about this now. Right. It's in the similar vein to the Mudrunner and Snowrunner games where you have this wide open landscape and you're driving around um, point to point, but it's not a, a racing game. You're off-roading, um, trying to set up base camps and and deliver various items to these locations or discover new uh, locations within these areas. And it's it's a very calming game to play. I was surprised when I was playing it how, how calming it, it is um, in the sense that you're seeing these beautiful landscapes and driving around, them, but obviously you need to pay attention because every single rock basically in the in the game is 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 physically there so if you take one rock the wrong way whilst you're driving it can easily um cause cause an issue on on the car but it's i think my my kind of issue with it is there's not really any structure to it so you just it's just a series of missions basically where you're doing one thing and then you do another thing and whilst they do unlock future missions it's not until far too long that you unlock the free roam element where you can go and do all these side quests and stuff and by that point i think you've exhausted the map basically so yeah i'm 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 enjoying it to a point but i think it perhaps needs a bit more of a structure for me to fully really enjoy it but we'll see okay so yeah okay good I, i was tempted by this um, but it does look and, and it's quite nice that you said it's calming rather than just annoying that like you just can be stuck on a rock for 45 minutes <laughs> but it's a real um, the, you do get a sense of achievement when you, you navigate ar- around a tough area um, and it and it's not it's never stressful I don't I can't quite put my finger on why it, why it isn't because it sounds like if you're stuck in a, in a literally between a rock and a hard place it would be quite stressful, but it, it isn't, and I, I'm, I'm still trying to work out why that is. Uh-huh, good, okay. Good, well, good. we look forward to the review. When's that out? Is it out soon? Uh, in next couple of days. Good, good. Um, and the next one we've talked about already, uh, Classified, France 44, that Paul's um, reviewed. Mm-hmm. That's um, one of our games for the month. Re- um, reviewing. Reviewing, okay. Not, not quite reviewed yet. We haven't done any of you. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go on. Right in the rib. The next one. The next one. Maybe Rich can say is WWE 2K. Another wrestling game. You got high hopes for this one, Richard? I never have high hopes for a wrestling game, but that's not why a lot of people play them. I think it's. I think it feels like maybe this might be good. There's two career arcs, original storylines. Is it right that the last few haven't had career, proper career modes? It's been a while since I've played one, which is why I kind of wanted to give this one a try because it's celebrating 40 years of WrestleMania, which is uh, like the one wrestling event that I do watch 
year on year whilst I've sort of given up on the rest of it that was I always made a point of watching Wrestlemania yeah. uh, there's like over 200 wrestlers on it though and wow. then there's a, a season pass with to add more wrestlers into it so it, it's it's a big old game this this year I think pr- probably like you say previous years it has been criticized for a lack of content but yeah there seems to be a bit more in this one um, uh, some of the character models still look dodgy though Oh, okay. We haven't got any dates on these again. Gemma, do dates if you ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't know when that's coming out soon. Um, high Water. Uh, oh, I'm doing this. Maybe I can't talk yeah, about it. I don't think I can talk about it. That looks like a you game. Yeah, cozy adventure <laughs> game. I've done about an hour of this so far. I can't say anything about it. But um, it's a game set in the sort of era when there's been global warming, huge floods, and you're kind of like this group of people traveling around on boats to different places and it's a bit of um what's the word real-time strategy to it as well um pool's area turn-based combat and uh <laughs> yeah um i can't say anything about it but it's um it looks really exciting that's coming out mid march and um, the next one is i think this might be out now i'm running the star wars battlefront classic collection not yet not yet uh, the, the dark what's the dark forces one is that the remaster that's just come out Ah, oh, that's but what I got confused Yeah, okay. This is the original two Battlefront games for Star Wars, which were brilliant back in the day. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this one. Good, good. Um, that's coming out, I think. I Yeah, I remember now, sorry, 18th of March or something like that. Um, good, we, we, we know these games. These are amazing. Next one, Lightyear Frontier. Anyone know this? Um, nope. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I knew it was too good to good to last this is coming on game pass on day one um it's a i think it's a, oh i do know this one we did see this one this is um we've seen this on one of the the shows in the summer it looks quite good like a farming scene game but with a bit of a difference like robots remember this no oh i i love a farming sim me yeah this looks good um is it in-game preview when it comes on Game Pass? Or is it? I don't know. But yeah, it does look quite interesting. So if you like your farming sims there. Oh, House Flipper 2. That's coming out this month. <laughs> I like this game. <laughs> I, really, I really got into this. Have any of you played the first House Flipper? No. No. You basically decorate a house, which is terrible because I don't do anything in this house. And if my partner saw me decorating a house, I'll be online. I think they'd be trouble. So yeah, so you uh, you have these houses, you have a little mission, and you have to kind of like clean up houses, and then you have to <laughs> make do the interiors for it. Do you know what? It's one of those games that I've played. It's it's just quite addictive and quite quite. Maybe I've played too many of these games. Oh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, you can you can do that one while I do the one. That no, we're you're not. Talk no, about no, later on, yeah? no. You've you failed now. This is it. I've got this one now. You haven't. We've made deals. There's been contracts signed. It's Dragon's Dogma <laughs> Two. Is coming out um, towards the end of the month. Um, this is good. They're, again, they're producing a lot of trailers for this at the moment. They're really good mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah, it's too fine. much game for you, especially because you've got Final Fantasy VII to go at. So you won't have time. Oh no, I, I can do my. I can handle my time. Unlike Sam in the room. Um, um, <laughs> um, that's coming out soon. And we, now we've got Bulwark Falconeer Chronicles. Ah, yeah, this is good. This is from the brilliant developer Thomas Sala, who 
I think I met just before COVID and talked about the Falconeer. He, that kind of world looks gay. And this is more like a, a building sim, is it? Like yeah, a, that's, yeah, it's a city building thing, isn't it? But it's set in the world of the Falconeer. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to work, to be honest, because it's such a shift in genre, isn't it? Mm. From the originals, but yeah. it looks interesting. It does I think look it's got your name on it, to be fair. Well, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, that's that's coming out. Uh, and then we've got um, Alarma Soft, the Jeff Minter story. Now, I think um, <laughs> William's doing these. Um, and they're quite intriguing, aren't they? Are they? Did everyone know anything about this before I start rattling on? Well, I know about Alarma Soft and Go, Jeff Minter. Go on. Go well, on. He, he was just a bonkers developer back in the sort of 80s and 90s, wasn't he? Mm. Who made lots of very weird games. Um, usually featuring llamas. <laughs> that, that's about as much. That's I. I don't know much about this collection or whatever it is, but that's what I remember from back in the day when I was looking at his games in the video game shop, still on cassette. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think this is the the second in these kind of. I think they're called interactive documentaries. So I think you're. You're you're getting loads of videos about the making of and about Jeff Minter as well, but then you get to play bits of the games as well. I think William for us did the first one. I can't remember the first game in this kind it of series. Was Karateka. There we go. Um, and he loved it, William, didn't he? So he's, I think this is. Yeah. I, I really want to go to these. I think it's. I up my street just did. I just want to watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to do the first one. I um. I've actually met Jeff Minter at, uh, at one of the events, and ah. I, I didn't really like him, so I wasn't interested in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, why not, Richard? Why didn't like? Yeah. What? What? What just, did he do? He just came across as very standoffish, and it was, which is the one that he that came out a couple of years ago that he'd done. Um. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was for that one, and it, yeah, you just left a, a bitter taste in my mouth. Oh no! Bitter. Oh my goodness! Uh, wow! Well, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what happened there, but we yeah, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we won't be. I'll be listening. I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, the next one is Planet Zoo Console Edition. Who's done the planet? Who's played these before? Mm, yeah, nope. uh, this was the second game that I did at the Frontier Open Day thing. The first one being the the Warhammer game that Paul just reviewed. Um, this is if you ever played Planet Coaster when it came, the launch in, in Game Pass when the the Series X came out. It's basically the same UI and it's the same setup, but it's a much more deeper. Um, uh, simulation game uh, and some of the animals look absolutely stunning in it so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one as well there we go yeah that's all good um we've also got on the list here is a new star gp the hell is it? oh this is what neil was talking about this is yeah neil's going to have to review this one i think this is an arcade racer puts you in the heart of motorsport management i think f123 but it was a retrofill reading Gemma's words here um yeah, it's, it's like a, a Neil or Paul game. It's not a Paul game. 
<laughs> um, anything you feel like to be missed out in March? I've got a couple here. Go on then. What have you got? Go on. You tell us what you got, Paul. First of all, uh, I have got absolutely nothing, Gareth. Uh, Richard, you got anything? Uh, no, I'm not actually. <gasps> Dan, you got? I anything? didn't know there was homework. Yeah. No, I don't. I can't think oh. of anything obvious that's missing. I've got three. Right. Ooh. Oh. pet. Oh, and the first one is Taxi Life, a sit-in driving that simulator. Like, yeah. Oh, Damn well. That's me. <laughs> How did I lose it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's our game. I'm like, I wish it we could get, we've got to get two codes for this so I can I just stream it. It just looks good. It's driving around Barcelona being a taxi driver. I don't know. I fancied this for quite a while. Um, <laughs> I wonder um, if you'd be more successful as a taxi driver than you were as a bus driver. <laughs> And a tra- <laughs> and a, or a, or a tram, tram driver. driver. Oh my yeah, that's word. What I was thinking of the tram. There's some tram DLC coming out soon. Anyway, there's a um, Alone in the Dark as well. Oh, is that out? Oh, is that out soon? March the twentieth. Yeah, so just um, a couple of days was, before uh, Dragon Dogma. Yeah, that was delayed, Ooh. wasn't it? From last year, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could be quite. I think that could be good fun. Um, there is Trans Simulator, Urban Transit. Yeah, I think that's another game on its own. Wow. That's good. And there was one more, I think, is Open Roads. Now, I don't know if Open Roads has been delayed another month, but Open Roads is the from Annapurna. Oh, yes, I remember that. I think that's coming out towards the end of the month. Might be delayed again, but it's on Game Pass. Anyway, so uh, there you go. That's our March. That's not too bad. I think it's a good list. We've heard of some of the games. That's pretty good. Well done, Well done, Well done, all of us. Let's talk about some news. It's really grim out there. We, in our news, on our Discord here, we've just got how many um, redundancies and, and companies getting rid of people is, is, is pretty mad, isn't it? Um, Darren, what have you got? What's your count of how you've got at the moment, people? Oh, blimey. Well, it, it feels like the floodgates have opened after, because we were talking about Microsoft and stuff last week. So we've had supermassive games. Um, they've said that they're slimming down. Um, so 90-odd workers, I think it is, that are going to go. Um, then we've had... Who else have we had? Uh, PlayStation, the big one. Yeah, um, cutting cut 900 uh, staff, around 8% of its workforce. And then not long after that, we had EA as well, I think. Um, we're saying that they were going to cut around 600, 700. And then there's some other little ones as well, like um, Studio um, Deck 9. So it's just, it is really almost relentless and we're only at the end of February. So I, I, I don't know if we're missing the obvious, but it sounds like um, there's a real kind of urgency to restructure uh, to make sure these companies are protecting their efficiencies and profits, or are they just being greedy? I don't know. It's um, it's at the EA stuff, the Star Wars FPS, which I think only they just announced. Is that the Mandalorian one? Uh, yeah, that, that's the one that's been cancelled. Which is yeah, kind of mad. respawn. Yeah, um, and the PlayStation one is the thing because that was in London. It's, it's the London studio, and that's all got. So I, I kind of knew a couple of people working there, and they, they just got rid of that completely. And they were doing VR stuff, but they also they were doing a, a big co-op AAA game. Um, mm. So. Yeah, and um, again, um, the Life is Strange people, they're getting rid of quite a big deck nine. They're getting rid of a lot of people as well. Um, mm. Paul, what's your thoughts? Do you think it is, I think that's the thing, do you think it's, do you think this is where we're going? Is it, 
is it I know we've talked about this last week is it we're going to see more of this do you think um it's it's tough to call um obviously it's tough for the guys involved and everything mm. else but you know it's I've read a few takes on the internet because, you know, I like to follow Darren's example every now and again and go and have a look on Twitter and see what's going on. <laughs> um, and it seems to be that the the consensus of opinion seemed to be that these companies had hired far too many people. And now all of a sudden they're realizing that they've got too many people and not enough work. So something's got to give. Um, now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Obviously, reading it on Twitter, it could be any number of things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just all sympathy to the guys that are getting are losing their jobs, isn't it? Mm. It's a rough time to be a developer by the sound of things. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't really – I can't really say much more than that, to be fair. No, fair enough. Richard, any thoughts you want to say about it? Um, I think, I think yeah, it's – for for someone perhaps on the outside looking in, it, it does seem a bit weird how it it's a lot of video game studios seem to be doing the same thing at the same time. Um, whereas you then look at uh, Respawn, who have just decided to buy the, the rights for control off of, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Uh, five or five games. And... There just seems to be some sort of something's going on, and I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but it's a lot of it's a lot of studios. But then, Dev, last year was such a bumper year for games. Um, I know that uh, Larry and Studio, not Larry and Studios, uh, Remedy again came out and said that Alan Wake was it yet to break even, even mm. though it. Had done really well and things like that so is it i think it is perhaps production costs are just spiraling out of control mm. um everything's everything's looking to be bigger and better and you see the smallest successes like the the assassin's creed game from last year which was a much more condensed adventure i think i think we, we almost need to look at those games going forward and not and not and whilst have the the major releases obviously um but also focus on smaller iterations as well to to keep this this industry in a healthier position mm, absolutely yeah i i think it's I echo everything you said i think it's it's we don't know we don't know i think maybe this can't go on like this i think the redundancy has been made everywhere in every industry as well it can't you want to know what's going on here? Why are you doing this? What what what's the profits at the other end? Are they changing? Have they gone down, or are they staying the same? Are these redundancies so to keep that? Is this model going to work? But it's when studios go, whole studios, all games get cancelled. That people really want that worries me more. Well, yeah. it all worries me, but it's uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's, just, it's um it's not sustainable. This as well for people because also, what are these people going to do? You so when you leave an industry like a game thing, it's not like they're looking. There's loads of other people employing at the moment. Yeah, it's just really horrible for them. So our hearts go out to everyone. Um, let's let's um, let's keep it light. <laughs> uh, we're going to know when you're going to start. We're going to go back. <laughs> we're going to go back to what we did last week. Rich is on. We're going to go for now. We're going to do Dobbo's confessional. Now at this point, 
there might be a sound effect that comes on now. <laughs> but if you haven't heard that sound effect, I can only apologise. I couldn't put it in. But I'm sure, let's put a gap now, ready? This is Dobbo's Confessional. Hopefully that worked. What a sound so effect. Professional. So professional. So professional. Good. Um, Dobbo's... Professional. Professional. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Dobbo's confessional. Tell us the rules, Richard. Um, so I basically pose a, not a necessarily a, a deep and meaningful question related to video games to these guys, um, but it's just to perhaps understand our our tastes a little bit better and and also chat chat a little bit more about games. Not necessarily modern ones, but yeah, that's that's what the podcast's all about, really. Um, and we don't know so, what you're going to ask us, do we? No, um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think because I think this one might require a little bit of thinking. But I'll I'll sort of I'll ask the question, and then I've got an example as well, so you guys can think about it um, whilst I explain mine. But this week I was asking um, if you were to look at your your gaming backlog throughout throughout history throughout your your career in gaming um which is the one franchise that you feel you've neglected more than others Mm. richard do you tell us yours so i think i think mine is probably the the silent hill series um back when it was a thing and not just on indefinite hiatus um I was a bit of a scaredy cat and didn't touch anything like that. But since I've come full circle now, uh, loved the the recent Resident Evil games and uh, the super massive choose your own horror adventure games, I really do want to to um, perhaps delve a little bit more into this 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 um, franchise that I've not touched apart from uh, the demo. The the demo came in. The Metal Gear Solid original game. Nice. I think I played that, and that was literally all I've played of it. Wow! So that's a, so you're so you're really excited for the Silent Hill two game coming up this year, maybe? Yeah, yeah. a chance to play a, a Silent Hill game that's been, um, a, well considered a classic. Mm. Basically, Silent Hill two is is the best of the series, without a shadow of a doubt. It's absolutely fantastic. There we go. So, good. That's good. And um, Paul, Darren, you've got one. I think Darren can go first. I'm oh, Darren, thinking. go on, Darren. Um, that's a good question. I think the one that stands out to me immediately is uh, Assassin's Creed. That's interesting because we've got an Assassin's Creed fan here. I have never played an Assassin's Creed game to completion apart from three. I think it was. Um, and I've always wanted to kind of dip into the open world games from Odyssey onwards or Origins, whichever came first. And I've just never made the time. And now there's so many, I feel like, where do I start or do I just cut my losses and, and leave it there? So what, how would you, where would you recommend <laughs> I start, Gareth, if you would at all? At your losses. <laughs> I cut my losses. I'm off. Uh, I would say go into the, the most, the newer ones. Um, Maybe because you like an RPG, don't you? Hmm. Um, I would say maybe go do Assassin's Creed Origins. Maybe go from there in that hmm. new sort of mixture of RPG and yeah, go for that. I think that's a good one to start with. 
So it looks great. Forward to codename Red. Mm. It looks good. Um, because of the setting more than anything, but yeah. What's really I nice did. is that London one's really good. You go back and oh, yeah. it won't look too dated, the uh, syndicate, I think. Um, that's really nice. But yeah, do, that's a really good one. Because that, that, the, the whole gameplay changes. You, you know, some people might, Assassin's Creed people go, oh, it's not like it used to be. You can't climb up things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they do that a lot. That's how Assassin's Creed fans talk. They do. When Mirage came out, they went, oh, this is exactly what I wanted, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh, yes um yeah good i think you start with that one give it a go i think it must be on game pass now is it or maybe they've got rid of it all Ubisoft now. It, it was at one point yeah. i'm not sure if it is not still or not yeah um good that's a good one isn't it richard mm. yeah paul? yeah good one darren paul what have you got and thank you for uh opening up and being honest uh, darren Always. Darren has kind of um, stolen one of the answers I was thinking about because oh, I have all spoken. No, no, no. It's not I a competition for Just because you got there first. <laughs> anyway, um, no, um, I've never completed an Assassin's Creed game either. So, um, but the, the series that I'm going to choose should actually make Dobbo quite happy. I'm going to choose the uh, Like a Dragon games because I've never played any of those oh. or the Yakuza games. I think it was Yakuza first, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never played any of those. And again, I'm, I'm in the same situation now as Darren where you think, well, there's about 26,000 games here. Which one do you pick? Where would you start? I mean, do you need to start at the beginning? Do they all follow on from each other? What what would you suggest, Dobbo? Um, I actually once wrote an article about this on the Xbox Hub website. Um, that that would imply that I've got time to go and look at what's no, written no. on that website. No. Um, the, the best the the best starting point is either Yakuza Zero, which is a prequel <laughs> to the main series, or Yakuza Kiwami. I think if you play one of those and then play the other one afterwards you'll get a very different experience um i did yakuza zero first so i was dead set on uh, uh the main character's friend in that first game as being and as being like an absolute gentleman but then in yakuza kawami he's the main antagonist so it's a very different dynamic that i have with that character but if you were to play kawami first and see him as this bad guy and then go back to zero and see him as this and as is like his best mate from from years ago i think it would be interesting to see it done that way as well but but those two are your your best starting points i think because yakuza zeros the the series uh highlight and okay. kawami is just a really good introduction to a lot of characters Oh, well, maybe one day I will uh, he's, he's not try that. He's not going to do this. No. He, can't, no. he, he can't even read. And for listeners out there, please read the Xbox Hub articles. I know we haven't got time to read them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, good. Um, it's me now. Um, forgive me, Richard, for I have sinned. I have never um, played a Legend of Zelda game. What? Um, that's a big one. Yeah, that's unforgivable. I know. I know. All the way from the beginning, from the small ones. And it's something I've always wanted to play. I've never played in the, the famous um, Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo 64. I, and I haven't played any of the new ones, Breath of the Wilds 1 and 2. I really want to play it. I'm thinking maybe 
I'll get a new Switch next year if it comes out then. And maybe, I reckon they'd do a, a double pack for that. I reckon that might be a launch title or something. Maybe that's when I'll get to get to finally play The Legend of Zelda. But yeah, I know it's not been anything. I haven't deliberately tried to avoid it. I've just missed it because I've never really had a Nintendo system. I don't think I ever had a SNES. I had a Sega. Um, yeah, I've never had a Nintendo 64. So I missed out. So I'm afraid I'm, I apologise. Can you um, forgive me? It's it's fine, Gareth. I think had I have not bought a Switch a few years ago and then played Breath of the Wild and, and all the others that released on there as well, I would be saying Legend of Zelda as well. It's only in the past three or four years that I've really played any Zelda. There you go. I feel better now. I feel better. Thank you. My goodness, mate. Wow. Thank you. I, I, bought, I bought a Super Nintendo back in the day to play Legend of Zelda 3, A Link to the Past. Mm. That was the entire reason for buying the SNES. Mm. So uh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Um, thank you, Richard. Um, is that is that it? Do you, you don't you, in this one you don't say who you like the most. I'm not, not going to banish anyone to no. hell this week. No, that's great. <laughs> Although I think I'll be back to it. Good. <laughs> Gareth could do uh, twenty hail Neils. They'll just tell you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hail Neils. I like that. Punishment. Yeah. Good. Um, thank you very much. I like that a lot. Double's confessional. Thank you. I'm not going to put the sound effect in again. Once that's enough. Oh, do do it again. You should no. do it at the end no. as well. No. Um, Good, what are we looking forward to next week? Now, I'm afraid the podcast won't be there next week um, because it's my birthday and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I can't commit to a day. So we're going to have a a week's break back in a fortnight. That's all right, though, isn't it? Um, Darren, what about you? What are you doing? Uh, So I am going to be up at 2am because I'm going to see a friend who is working out in Brussels at the minute. So catching an early flight from Birmingham at six in the morning. So I'm looking forward to the weekend, not so much looking forward to getting there. Good, but you'll be right, you get to the airport. When you get there, it's fine. You're on holiday. I hope so. Yeah. Um, have a drink, six o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Richard, what about you? Um, I've got one thing I'm looking forward to and one thing I'm not looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing Sam Campbell tomorrow in Leeds. He's a, he's an Australian comedian. I think he's very young as well, but um, he was on the latest series of Taskmaster and I just absolutely fell in love with him. His his chaotic approach to comedy is very much my kind of thing and I can only wonder at what shenanigans are going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to him. Well, I'm not looking forward to is eventually playing the Outlast Trials with you, Gareth. Oh, yeah? Because, yeah, I don't know why I've agreed to this. Okay. Having played 10 minutes of the first one, <laughs> I am like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Have you done the tutorial yet? Is, do I have to do that yeah, before yeah. I can play yeah, online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You've got to do about half an hour, 40 minutes on your own. No, crying. And then you're we're together <laughs> in a little hub area. Yeah, do that. Right. We'll do that next week, shall we? We'll work out a day. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's quite it's quite grim. If anyone wants to hold my hand. <laughs> What's quite nice I can't talk we can't talk about it. You should be talking about it, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I'm gonna say. Um we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we're crying as we talk about it. Um <laughs> what about you, Paul? Just waiting for Dobbo's PTSD treatment to come in next week. He's going to need it by the sound of it. Um, giving it. Sorry, Paul. 
No, go on. What were you saying? I was going to say I was giving it Billy Big Bollocks earlier, saying, <laughs> oh, you know, I'd love to have a horror now. I've got yeah, this. yeah. I'm just petrified. Yeah. And now you've turned into a little girl again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, I've had a horrible few weeks at work. It's just been absolutely mental. So I'm taking tomorrow off and I'm going to go fishing and then I'm going to take the boy off to his latest scout camp. So uh, get rid of him for two nights. And then it's just the wife, really. I need to get rid of her and I'll have some peace. So, but anyway, um, I love my family very much. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that, that's it for me. I hope she never listens to this podcast. As a sort of revenge. No, she never listens to me full stop. So yeah, okay. good. All right, brilliant. Thank you, gentlemen. That was very good. Um, and uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.